This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Join Saints Happy Hour Fan Club today. We'll mail you the best swag. You'll get exclusive access to our daily Saints podcast and you can talk football 24-7 with other Saints fans in our Discord channel. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, the weekend, and Juge, the weekend is here, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and rate us. Give us five stars or don't give us any stars at all. Um... We have an announcement to make. We're going free until training camp. And let me tell you, patrons already know that this is Until the week best. one. Until week one. Until right. week one. Until the Friday of week one. We're going free. But patrons who have already signed up, they know the benefits of what they get. They get the booze bundle box, four swag items, and a Saints player legend card, right? And they get all the podcasts early. And they get them ad-free because we chalk them full of ads because you people listen and it helps us make money, do fun stuff. But patrons, no ads ever. And they get access to the Discord channel. So just consider it. Sign up. Join us. We're having fun over in the Discord. I'm going to tell you. Andrew, we got a lot of Saints news to talk about on this Friday. Tons of stuff. Uh, I want to start with... Uh, Sean Payton talking about roster size. Some, Jeff Duncan asked him about it, and I thought it was interesting. I'm going to play the soundbite, and then we can talk about it. I think Payton mentions a couple of interesting things here that we need to talk about. There's a few things. Number one, you know, the numbers have gone up to 16. Number two, the qualifications for that squad have changed where you can have veteran players, seven players, a part of that squad. And so you know, it's it's a, it's a bigger list. It's also a different type of list than we've, we've dealt with them before. And then, lastly, um, how important is it relative to the, the the pandemic we're dealing with this season? How important is it that you feel like, hey, you, you've got depth and you've, you've prepared maybe in, in for worst-case scenarios? But I, I do think the expanded practice squad uh, look, if, if, you, if you just look at the numbers and you say 53 and then six, 60, uh, 53 and 16, you're at 69 now, call it as a team. Um, you know, that's, that's considerably different than a year ago. And then uh, knowing we're at 80 already, you know, uh, I, I just think that there are a number of things that are different about this year's practice squad outside of even – COVID-19, you know, 19, if you're just looking at the, some of the changes that have taken place that you really have a chance to to 
to carry veteran help on your on your team, uh, young players on your team to develop. Uh, all of those things we'll have to manage and, and, and plan accordingly. Andrew, the interesting thing about that was two things. It finally hit me. I was like, God, they get 53, and then they get 16 more. They're only going to cut 11 guys for training camp, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, man. Every year you hear people talk about how, how, what, what, how's the season going to shake out. You know, They, they want to talk about what's going to be mm-hmm. – how, how the season's going to look, and they, they're trying to forecast the future. And when they do that, you always get the caveat, well, if if they're healthy, if this guy doesn't get injured, you know, so that's all. Well, this year it's on steroids with COVID, you know, and, and <laughs> so is. you really, I mean, the NFL and the NFL PA made these agreements that kind of give teams a solid and help them kind of mitigate what's going to be more difficult than ever to navigate. So you're right. You know, right now they're at 80. They're going to go down to 69 if you count the practice squad. Yeah, there'll still be a waiver period, so there'll still be an opportunity to maybe for other teams to poach your guys. But in theory, you're, you're keeping 69 out of 80. So really, you're just getting rid of the 11 guys you don't like. I mean, and you're probably you're probably going to be able to keep everybody else pretty much. I mean, picking the 53 man roster was a skill that there there was like a couple of people that did blogs that were really good at it, and you were always really good at it. Like it, it's hard to like figure out the 53 going from 80 to 69 Andrew I can look at the roster now and I bet you I can get guests eight of the 11 guys that they're gonna cut like it's it like I don't think it's that challenging but the other thing that I thought was really interesting in that Peyton Samite he mentioned keeping veteran players three times on that practice squad did you notice that to me That goes to what we I've been saying, that the Saints, they're all in to win a Super Bowl this year, and they are going to build that practice squad to deal with what Sean Payton called the, the COVID worst-case scenarios. They're going to stock – I think they're going to stock that practice squad with more veteran players than any other team. I bet you that's how they do it. Because they, because they don't give it – they're about winning the Super Bowl now. They're not about the – future and developing a, a UDFA from Northwest nowhere state that can run really fast and might be good in two years. They ain't about that life. They're about winning the Super Bowl now, and they're going to build that practice squad accordingly. I, I just feel like you look at guys like Kiko Alonso or Patrick Robinson. Patrick Robinson is a perfect example. Guy, He's a guy that was awful in training camp last year, awful in preseason, and actually, part of the reason the Saints kept him was financial. He, it was just a cap situation. No, it wasn't part cut. of the reason. It he, was he, the he, he was more expensive to cut than he was. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you look at it. So this year, they absolutely can cut him. You know, the financially, it, yeah. it, it would be no skin off their backs to get rid of him if he couldn't cut it. But you look at a guy like that, and, and last year, Saints really didn't need him. He was like fifth or sixth on the depth chart. He didn't really have a role in terms of playing in games. But you liked that he was on the roster because you felt like, hey, if we get to a point where we need to play him, he's a veteran that knows what to do. And then he comes in. I can't remember what game it Tennessee, was. Tennessee, baby, year. made that Tennessee one play Titans. in the end. Yeah. Yep. He comes in and he, he was the defensive player of the game that yep. week. And, and you know, he came in, in in a pinch and played really well. And so, you know, that's when you remember 
keeping him on the 53-man roster through preseason and into the first game of the season, and he doesn't have a role, and you're like, why are we keeping this guy? And then week 16 or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm glad we hung on to that guy because he came in and he played big in this game because he's a veteran and he knows what to do. So I just feel like guys like that, let's say Kiko Alonso's not ready because he's on the PUP or Patrick Robinson. Let's say even Kiko Alonso comes back, but he's just not there yet. But now you can stash him on the practice squad. And all of a sudden, you're in week seven, week eight. You get hit by the coronavirus. Your whole linebacker room's done. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. And you bring up Kiko Alonso. He's starting for you on a moment's notice. And there's a big difference between that. Maybe he's feeling better. And yeah. Stefan Anthony, right? Whereas, like, I think under <laughs> yeah. normal circumstances, you would have to cut him because you just can't fit him on the roster. And therefore, you know, when when the need would come up in week eight, week nine, cause see, you can't forecast. You don't know what your needs are going to be later in the season come week one. So if you had the gift of that. In hindsight, maybe you would keep a guy that you had cut. So anyway, it's kind of a roundabout yeah. way of saying I think it's a good thing for the Saints, and it, it, it's going to mean guys that maybe would not have made this team will hang around with an opportunity to, to contribute later. Here's the final thing, then we got a couple other things to talk about. I'm going to give you a scenario that I think is very, very plausible. The defensive backs get hit by coronavirus and injury. Who would you rather have starting week 15 and having to play? Deontay Harris or old, potentially broke-down Patrick Robinson. I'm taking Patrick Robinson every single time. You, you mean Devontae Harris? Devont, Devontae Harris. You said Deontay. Deontay I definitely yeah. don't want Deontay playing cornerback. That, that would be I'd really, rather really Deontay bad. playing corner than Devontae, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah. He's <laughs> tiny, but he's quick. <laughs> that's fair. Um, no, I mean, you, you would go with the veteran. And it, you know, it doesn't mean that he would play well. He might get mm-hmm. roasted and he might be embarrassed and the Saints may want to burn him to the ground and, and <laughs> you know, complain about him. You know, so that, that, that may still all happen. But, yeah, it's kind of to your point. It's At least he knows the playbook. At least he's going to prepare. He's going to watch the film. Uh, he's going to be a professional. And you can trust that if he's in position, he's, he, he might make a play. You know, and there might be some diminutive physical attributes, but – you know, with Devontae Harris, you worry that 
he's just it's going to be a, a broken play. Like he's just not even going to know what to do because his head's going to be swimming so much. So and that that's what we saw when he was on the field at times. So yeah. another look, reason I, I, there there is the luxury to having guys that have experience and know what they're doing. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be in on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. You know, we were worried about, you know, with no games in the preseason to look forward to, how are we going to cover the Saints? What what news are they going to give us? We can't even see practice. We don't even get our normal Twitter clips of Troutman catching a touchdown against air and getting excited and all that. How are we going to cover? Sean Payton delivers us news. He loves us. You know what he does, Andrew? He says, I'm going to give him news. I'm going to give him something to talk about. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make Tommy Stevens a tight end. Just so Ralph and Andrew can have something wild to talk about. Thank you, Sean. Uh, He's a tight end. This opens up – I don't know if it opens up possibilities in real life, but it does offer up possibilities to talk about. Like, what are they they thinking with Tommy Stevens? He's a tight end, got a tight end number? What's up with this weirdness? Uh, I mean, it makes sense from the standpoint that I mean, if you were to ask me what position Taysom Hill does the most with the Saints, it's probably tight end. And I just think I think they're trying to recreate Taysom as much for Tommy Stevens as possible. And with Jameis Winston in the building, with three quarterbacks ahead of him, he's just not going to get reps. He's not going to get snaps yeah. and like practice. Remember now, like there's less reps to go around. They can't practice as much as they would like. They haven't had OTAs like it, it's it's a uh, if Tommy Stevens is going to. Well, first of all, I'd say, look, Taysom Hill was a better college quarterback than Tommy Stevens. Like Tommy Stevens really didn't do much. So like, if he's going to contribute at all or play on this team at all this year, it's not going to be a quarterback. I think we all know that. I mean, three injuries would have to happen for him to even be considered. And even then, honestly, Ralph, like. I think the Saints would go somewhere else and get a quarterback before no, starting Tom, Tommy Stevens in a game. So if Tommy Stevens, he, he, he's not going to get the reps yeah. there. So I, I just think they're going to try him on special teams. They might have him do a little bit of wildcat, but mostly like it's going to be that H back tight end role that Taysom Hill does. Like those are the snaps they're going to give him. So I think Sean Payton is probably rightfully saying, "Hey, why not just put him in the tight end room where at least he's getting." reps and he's not trying to learn the playbook as a quarterback where he has to understand he's going to have a very niche specific role Mm -hmm. that's what they want him to understand they don't want him to absorb because when you're the quarterback you not only have to account for your own position you have to understand the whole you have to understand what everyone is doing you have to hold everyone accountable you have to control the huddle like that's just too much for Tommy Stevens the Taysom Hill role in of itself is complicated enough without making you responsible for being the primary passer and controller of the offense. And let's, so, 
And let's remember Taysom Hill, he started, his whole thing started on this uh, text from you during a game. Who the fuck is with the single digits covering the kickoff? Like, they didn't start Taysom in the Wildcat and doing a bunch of stuff, right? They started him running down doing kickoffs. Yeah, it so, was like, this guy's a great athlete. How can we get him on the field? So yeah. I, I actually think they learned a lot about his evolution. And I think that has allowed them to maybe fast track Tommy Stevens a little bit where yeah. his acclimation can be more than just like, hey, he's a good athlete. Let's throw him on the field. Kind of a discovery thing. Yeah, they can say, hey, we did this with Taysom. We, we have a process. It's like, it's like when you, you know, if you're in HR and you're in a regular job, they call it onboarding where like the new hire, you go through the meetings, they have like a, like a plan for you to get you up and running. And the Saints have that for all positions, but Taysom Hill is so unique, but now they've done yeah. it so they can do it again and you can replicate it. So I, I, yeah, point being though, Ralph, like I would caution Saints fans about seeing tight end and be all like, oh, they're moving him to tight end. They're trying to get him to play that position. I mean, he may play he may have some inline responsibilities, but I think this is more just they are preparing him for the Taysom Hill role. They want him in that element and putting him at tight end is the base best position group for him to learn the nuances of that role. So yes, Taysom Hill a lot of times is a tight end, but I would just caution Saints fans to thinking, well, like if he's doing that, that means he can't throw the ball. It means he can't run out of the wildcat means he can't play special teams. He, he's going to do all those things. And it's really a taste and roll that I think they're carving out for him right now, man. I had him penciled in for 35 catches and seven touchdowns. You threw cold water. <laughs> well, right. look, I mean, Taysom Hill caught <laughs> about that many touchdowns last year, so it's not impossible. I mean, the thing is, imagine how good Taysom Hill would have been at all that stuff right from the very beginning. If, he had instead of just being a quarterback in training camp, if they had trained him that way, because like, look yeah. like Tommy Stevens, like this is the way he's going to see the field because he, he's not going to see the field as a quarterback. And at the beginning, like that's the thing, like Taysom Hill started covering kickoffs because it's kind of the same thing. This is how you're going to see. You're not going to see yep. the field as a quarterback. You're going to see it covering kickoffs. And so that's why it all started that way for him. And I just think when you look at, Tommy Stevens, they're just kind of fast tracking it and they're preparing him much better. Like, and again, like with Taysom, it was all like a discovery and trying yeah. to figure out where they could fit. Cause the saints didn't even really know what niche and what role they were going to carve out for him. They just knew that he was so athletic. They needed him on the field. Well, now they have a role within their offense and they kind of know how to do it. So I just think they're going to help fast track Tommy Stevens by helping him learn so much better than they did with Taysom. Yeah, so it, it's that's just it's just going to be interesting. But but I need I need vid, I need Saints your Twitter your Instagram your website. I need camp video. I need touchdowns. I need rookies. I need UDFA's making spectacular plays so we can get irrationally excited about camp. That's what I need. And they're they're falling down on the job. The pick the still pictures are nice. But Andrew, I need videos of it to get me pump fired up and an excuse not to do work. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're starved for it, man. I mean, right now we're so starved for it that we're just reading too much into pictures. Um, so 
Yeah, there was one picture of Alvin Kamara, and I saw someone joke that he looks unhappy. <laughs> so that's already <laughs> starting. Uh, but uh, look, it's uh, it's cool to see Jameis Winston out there with number two, which is kind of weird. It reminds me of Aaron Brooks. Do you, do you feel that at all? Do you get that? It feels a little weird. I will say this about Jameis, which is interesting. Apparently, he had the media note, Kat Terrell, who is a great reporter, and she she's really good at like noticing subtle things that like aren't hardcore football and that's why I really like her she noticed that like Jameis Winston was just cracking up Jared Cook like in the huddle and the thing is with with Jameis we might make fun of him because eat the W and all his off-field stuff you could say whatever you want about him his teammates in Tampa and Florida State love that guy they gravitate towards him. You know, we might have issues with the interceptions and off the field stuff, but players gravitate towards him, and he's already doing it with the Saints. And I'm not saying he's going to usurp Drew or whatever, but you can see, like, like I think that thing that Kat Terrell mentioned, like, you can see it. Like, he's a leader, and he gravitates, and he knows how to run a huddle and run a team. So it's going to be really interesting from him. But I need, like, three or four touchdown videos from the Saints to really get fired up about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Totally, totally, yeah. Um, It's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, look, I'm excited about training camp in general, and there's so many storylines. I mean, just from Davenport, like this feels like the year where he needs to step up. Everyone's talking about Emmanuel Sanders and how he he's going to fit in this offense. Uh, Alvin Kamara bouncing back from his injury. You know, I, I will say this. So like as we, as we enter camp and you, you talk about the expanded rosters and all that, I still feel like the most impressive thing is that they really don't need a rookie to work out. And remember, like, yeah. I, mean, I, I just feel like most NFL teams, it, it's the, the injury thing is always like, well, if this guy can stay healthy and this guy can stay healthy, like, we might be good this year. Like, that's always a thing. And honestly, but if you ask me, like, where can the Saints, like, where would the Saints be in big trouble if they had injuries? And, you know, obviously, if they lose Michael Thomas or cam jordan like they're you know i mean there's guys on every roster that are superstar players or if you lose them but like i i just feel like if michael thomas goes down for a week the offense can score if Kamara goes down they have latavius murray if breeze goes down they have some options so like i feel like they're very protected at all these positions i will throw out that corner for me is where i'm actually most nervous it's not linebacker so much because like if Anzalone or Kiko Alonso go down, like they have Nigel Bradham, they have Zach Bond, like there are options. Mm-hmm. But like I just think after Lattimore and Jenkins, oof, like if you're starting any of those other guys on the outside, yeah. uh, that's where I would think that p- drop off and play could be really significant. Yeah. And that's, um, I think so that's corner, for, I, I would say, is still a little shaky for me. I think that's every team. Like, yeah. That's like, true. I mean, like, I, I, I I don't know rosters in and out like a lot of people, but you listen. You know, I listen to the previews with Mina Kimes where she's doing it for every division, and she goes through those rosters deep. And I, I, you, you could feel that way about any team, the best defensive team, Baltimore, whoever. Like after the first two corners, it gets dicey because the thing is, nowadays teams are going three wide receivers, four wide receivers throwing the ball all the time. So like, if you get if your if your two corners go, like you're fucked. Like that's just. That's You're just right. the way yeah. 2020 But again, NFL is. I, I would just state that, like, normally for teams, at least the first round pick, teams are like, this guy has to work out. We that This guy absolutely has to play well for our team to have a chance. Because a lot of teams draft their first round pick to plug a huge hole, a huge yeah. need. I, I just feel like, look, if Zach Bond doesn't work out, it's fine. If Adam Troutman doesn't do anything, it's fine. Um, you know, I just if think Ruiz, like, but the, what about oh, Ruiz? Like what if, no, if I Ruiz... mean, look, they got Hurst, they got Nick Easton. I mean, they, yeah. it's not that I'm like psyched about those guys, but they have guys they could plug in there that, that might be okay. And, you know, or just, I mean, they average, like so, they're going to play Ruiz I, at center. That. Right. So, well, I mean, they could move McCoy back to center. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They could, they could, put, like, they could, they could be Easton like at center and they could put McCoy right guard. So I, look, my my only point here is like I don't like Ruiz is obviously the most critical of the draft class, but even him, 
I just I think if if he were a bust or if he were to blow out his knee in training camp, the the season is not over. You know, like yeah. I, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is something they can't recover from. I'd be like, all right, well, Nick Easton's been a starter in the league. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a huge bummer, but like. I, the offensive line could still be okay. And I, I just I, like, to me, like none of these rookies have to work out. I mean, he could, you or you could have a thing where like, and I don't think it, ha- it would happen because his, his Michigan tape is so good and he's so smart, but like you could have yeah. a thing where like he's Meacham in 2007 for the saints where like he doesn't play and he red shirts. And like, like if you, t- if you told me, if you told me Ruiz is inactive for 12 games just because he's can't he can't cut it because he couldn't figure it out because of the shortened because of coronavirus and all that, like I'd be like, ah, that kind of sucks. But I, it wouldn't be like, well, they're not winning the Super Bowl. They need it. They need they need offensive line to be good. Like no. And I just think that's the thing with the Saints. The Saints, their season is more guessing the Saints' season and how it's going to go is more trying to figure out what's going to go wrong then what's going to go right? And I just think that is a strength. There, there's only like about four yeah. teams. There's only about four teams in the NFL you can say that about. And I wouldn't even put like the Patriots who are like the gold standard. Like they have more questions, you know? So it's like the Saints. Oh, for sure. The Saints, Kansas City. I mean, you know, maybe. The, uh, the Saints have as many contingency plans with injuries and stuff as I can ever remember yeah. them having. You know, it's the Saints, Kansas City, Baltimore, and maybe uh, San Francisco would be yeah. the f- the four teams that I would say they need more wrong to happen for their season to be a disaster than have all these things go right. You know, but it's that's it. That's the list. That's the four. Um, so the final thing we want to talk today today about is, you know, the Saints announced, Andrew, they sent out an email to all season ticket holders. I'm sure you got it like I did, that they said, look, we're not we're not playing uh, the first game. There's not going to be any fans. And I think that's, a to me, it's a really good sign because the NFL, to me, besides Jerry Jones being like, we're going to play in France. We have, you can play 50% in Texas. We're going to play. We expect to play in front of France. Like, I think the NFL, for the m- most part – is totally focused on getting these games on television. They, the NFL is totally focused on getting these games on television, and they've sort of – they view the fans in the stands and the merchandise and the game day revenue, which is 25 to 30%. They view it as a sunk cost, and it's gone, and they're not trying to save it. They're totally focused – on getting this season played and getting these games on TV, which I actually take as a positive. Oh my God. Men, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower. 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. 
The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too. Oh, one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. You need to try this out yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Your balls will thank you. Well, I just think... Why do you see it as a positive? I just see it as a positive because I think they're focusing, the teams are focusing all their energy or most of it on making sure the players are safe, making sure... uh, they don't get Rona in the building and they're not sort of wasting time or being, you know, pretending that these stadiums are going to be full. It's business as usual and giving people hope or whatever. I just like the fact that they are, they've basically in my mind, they have said, look, it ain't happening. And we got to focus on getting these games on TV and getting 16 games played or as many games played as we can. And they haven't, and, and they aren't yeah. sort of doing the sort of dance of, well, we'll probably still have fans. We'll see. And we're hoping to have 40%, 50% by November and all this. Like, they're not playing that game. And I, I take that as a positive. Yeah, I, I hear you on, on that on some level. Um, I think it's good in the sense that I think this NFL has made the decision. They're moving forward. They're doing this, yes. you know. So this season is happening, and that too. Yeah, I, I I think there's one way to look at it as, yes, it's a bummer when you hear that there's going to be no fans, but I think they're saying that. Yeah, it's not like they're saying, look, we're going to try to have fans, and it's totally tone deaf to the reality of the situation. And they're basically just saying we're we're going to have this. We're moving forward with fans, and then they're putting them back in them into a position where they're gonna have to pull the plug you know two weeks out or something so like they're already saying we're we're doing this we're moving forward we're gonna have no fans this is happening you know so uh i I like the commitment look the nfl in my opinion they can't go backwards man because like hockey is back um nba is about to start their playoffs um tennis u.s opens about to happen all with no fans so baseball is happening so like all sports are back what would it look like for the NFL to not do it when all other sports are doing it? So like it's happening. Yeah. So I, I feel very secure and confident. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now it, it's going to be weird and it's going to be different, but I feel secure. Look, it's such a bummer at the same time. Like it not, not only just for me personally, how fun it is to go to these games. And, you know, I, I had this circled on my calendar, Brady versus breeze. Like, when will we ever have an opportunity? We may never have an opportunity like this again in the Superdome. And so, you know, it was just, uh, that was one I really wanted to be there in person for, and I I was planning to go to that game. So, um, that's a huge bummer, uh, that I can't see that in person. And then there's also just the, the advantage that the saints have of playing at home. Like I would want Tom Brady dealing with the crowd noise and that sort of thing. Um, and I just think anything that makes his life and job a little bit easier coming to new Orleans is something I don't like. So, uh, that, that, that's unfortunate, but look, I still think 
when you look at the Saints, when you look at their road record the last three years, mm-hmm. uh, they're the number one team in the NFL in the regular season the last three years in terms of record on the road. And so uh, I just think that says it all. Like th- that, that speaks to the talent they have. And so they still have talent, whether the crowd noise is there to support them or not. Um, you know, I think there's maybe an artificial or, or a real boost that they get from the fans, but they play well without them. We've seen that. They, they play well with fans cheering against them. Um, so I still feel confident this team can get the job done without it. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about, you, you know, you mentioned it too about how, you know, that, that they're putting the fans aside and they're plowing through. I'm going to tell you something. You're 100% right. The NFL is plowing through with this season. Hell or high water. And I, I'm drawing a blank. It, there was a short story I read, I think, in, in high school or college. It was a Stephen King short story. And I can't remember the name. But basically, it was this, like, dystopia future. And, like, all the kids would run. And you, if you fell below running a four-minute mile, you died. And they would kill you. And the last person standing running the mile would uh, win a prize. And I just feel like that's how it's going to be with coronavirus. Like the NFL, if you get infected with coronavirus and your season is fucked, they're not going to care. They're just going to leave your ass behind. And they're plowing through, and the only thing that's going to stop them, Andrew, is if a player gets sick and dies. And even then, it might not stop them. This might sound really insensitive, but if it's a nobody player, they're going to keep plowing through. The only way the season is going to get stopped is if a star player gets coronavirus and dies. Otherwise, the NFL is starting, and they're finishing. And it's up to the teams to figure it out and keep coronavirus out of your freaking building. And that may sound insensitive, and you may think that's cold, and I get you. As a person that's had five family members die, it's kind of really cold, kind of gross, whatever. I'm just telling you, Andrew, that's the reality of it. So these teams, they know, and I think Sean Payton, in his press conference, he understands that 100%. Like, that you got to figure it out and they're not going to care. They're not going to have compassion for you, whatever. And I think that to me with no games being played, that's another, that's another point of point to me that proves the NFL. They're just, this season is happening and they don't care if it gets messy or whatever. As long as these games get on the TV, that's what matters. And, um, it sort of exci- it excites me in a way because I desperately need football, but I'm really nervous because this could get weird and awkward and maybe potentially awful. Yeah, yep. And look, it kind of goes back to what I said. I just think when all these other leagues are happening, there is no way the NFL is going to allow all these leagues to happen with varying degrees of success, right? Like I would say the NBA – probably is the gold standard just in terms of how things have gone. No, no, no. NHL hockey hockey pretty... probably is because I don't think hockey's had a positive. Hockey and hockey and basketball have done very, very well. Like their very bubble well, format yeah. works. Baseball is obviously done <laughs> much less well. And it's not, I think if you, if you compare them, I would say the NFL just in terms of protocol is much closer to baseball than it is to, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they don't have a bubble. Although it's it does seem like they're maybe doing things a little bit better than baseball does. So they've learned some things there and, I think they have better policies. Well, but the in place, problem but... for baseball, the problem for baseball is there's more travel for baseball, yeah. right? Because football you only travel every other week usually, and baseball has this sort of culture of when you travel, 
you go out after the game. Like if you go to Chicago, you play during the day, then you go out at night, especially if you're single, do a little partying, then you play the next day. Like it's, it's a culture in baseball, whereas football, when you travel, you travel, walk through, hotel, play, fly out, and leave. So there's, it's, a, it's just a different cultural setup. So I think that can probably benefit football a lot more. Um, than baseball, but it's you know, it, but football, their practices are guys crashing into each other. So how the hell are you gonna you gonna do that? Um, but well, I'll just it say doesn't this. matter if they don't have the coronavirus. So I think that's that's where testing is is critical. You know, so you're right. I think in terms of baseball is more socially distant on average than football is. I mean, you got guys in the huddle, you got guys tackling each other. So yeah, you're right. I but I think if no one has it, then you're not going to get it. So and, it's just, it, it's the testing it just becomes and quick turnaround on testing just becomes more critical. I and think. also too, Sean Payton mentioned, I didn't pull this sound bite. I thought about it. Probably, I probably should have, but I didn't, you know, Sean Payton was mentioning all the protocols and he said him and Mickey, they meet and Mickey Loomis will be like, Hey, Sean, these four players, they were too close to each other for eight minutes. These two players were close to each other for nine minutes. This position group, like the data is telling us that, and they're f- trying to figure that out and improve that on a daily basis, you know? So yeah. I just think the NFL is just pouring money into the teams to try to help them mitigate the coronavirus in a way that – other sports leagues and normal people, we just don't have access to, right? Like you don't know, you don't know. Hey, I was at the store and I was, I was too close to this woman in the frozen food section. I was, I was too close to her for seven and a half minutes. Like when you go in the Saints building, they fucking know that shit, right? So it's just a whole other process. Uh, well, you got you got different problems if you're spending seven and a half minutes in the frozen section. Well, Ralph. you gotta get um, Andrew. You gotta get the you gotta get the discounts. You gotta get the good cut of meat. You can't get that. You know, and, and ground meat and meat prices are through the roof. Like if you want to cook like carne, meat, misada, meat isn't the, in the meat isn't in the frozen section, Ralph. Well, I mean, not in the frozen section, but if you're in the meat, you gotta get the good. <laughs> you gotta get the good cuts of meat, Andrew. You can't just. <laughs> can't just go in there and grab any willy-nilly you gotta you gotta look at it i don't know in this in this day and age you go in go in and you grab baby (laughs) you know mystery meat is you know if that's what it's gotta be you grab it's gotta be hope for the best um no i I, i'm i'm team instacart all the way so i you know i I, i'm probably that's even worse than willy-nilly grab stuff because you're totally at the mercy of the person shopping for you um so that's a whole other podcast probably But, um, no, look, it's, it's, I agree. And I think when, when we talk about just, uh, everything to do with the season, man, it just, it just goes back to, there's so much money at stake. There's so much money and there's just no way the NFL is going to allow full refunds, uh, to their sponsors, to the TV contracts, to fans. I mean, it's just, you know. And the, and the networks they have to have it. The networks wanted. I didn't realize forty five percent of of the Fox the network is people watching football. Like that's half of their viewing time spent watching the Fox Channel is watching football. These networks need 
freaking football as bad as the NFL needs these ne- networks money. So I don't think people realize how insane the ratings are going to be. I mean, if you <sighs> look at Saints games and how how their ratings are in New Orleans already, okay, you have a home game with no fans there. So right away you're going to have 70,000 we'll call it 100,000 cuz you probably have another 30k that either tailgate and don't go to the game or they're in Champion Square just to experience it without going yeah. into the stadium. So call it 100,000 people that would have been either inside the stadium or just like huddled around a tailgate watching it, but instead like are going to all be watching it in their individual homes. So well, let's call it like 100 more 100,000 more views, but then on top of that you just have all these people that would normally have gone to the movies or gone to the grocery store or would have done this. And like now they're just like, I'm staying at home because that's safest. I don't really have anything to do. I'm not even going to church. Half these people aren't even going to church on Sunday because yep. it's not safe. And so they're like, yeah, let's see what's going on with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Dude, I'm ratings. telling you right now with no fans – the ratings for that game, probably nationwide, but especially in New Orleans, it will be the number one most watched television episode in New Orleans history. It might be. No it doubt. Might, it might rival the Super Bowl. I think it'll Colts. be more. I think, and here's, I think it'll be more. Here's the thing. I hope the NFL does. If, if college football, it looks like their season is very perilous. I hope the NFL – sort of spreads out the games to help the schedule to maybe make it easier in COVID. I hope they play on Saturday. They may they were talking about maybe they play on Friday because you probably won't have high school football. You know, the NFL doesn't really um, like to intrude. You know, college football and, and, and NFL, they, they sort of have an honor code of, hey, we're not going to do any much on Friday because that's for high school football and we don't want to intrude on that sort of tradition. But if they're not playing, my, my attitude, Andrew, put NFL games out. Any goddamn night you want to put them on, because I'm here to watch them. You know, like you want to you want to yeah. slap a weird game on a Tuesday. Go right ahead, Goodell. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, part of me wants to honor the sanctity of Sunday. You know, so in some ways, I would prefer they stick with that the schedule as as constructed. Um, but look, I mean, I'm gonna watch it whenever it's on. Obviously, so. All right, guys, this one is free. We told you at the top, but sign up, become a patron, get the daily podcast every day, get your booze bundle, four swag items, Saints player legend card included, access to the daily show ad free, uh, you know, and you get to get access to our Discord channel, uh, which is amazing. We have jokes just in do there. it, just do just it. Just do I know it. You've been on the fence. I know you've Sign been up listening. now. You get it free the rest of the month. Football's okay? here. Just do it. Just do it. All right. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Uh, we will see you the big show Sunday night. Join us for the live stream. See you then.